This might very well be the best strawberry in the whole world, but you wouldn't know it because you're not going to eat it. <laughs> Find them. Oh, oh fuck. fuck. Why, Why do, do I, I feel, feel like this? this? Hello. Hello. <laughs> and welcome back to Fuck the Podcast. Episode 9. Is this nine, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember last week's was the bald lady, so it must be at the certain nine. <laughs> well, like we need to come up with a thing for each, like episode. each number. Yeah. What's nine. number nine? Mm. What does it look like? Like a cat sitting on a wall. Oh yeah. Episode nine: the cat sitting on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> How's your week been? Yeah, it's been okay, actually. I think it's been actually probably, like, the busiest week that I've had in, like, mm. uh, like months. Like, literally months. Mm. In years. In years. <laughs> <laughs> literally, though, because the rule of six um, came into play last Monday, and mm. the weather's been so nice. And that has just meant that it's been, like, chock-a-block, like, everywhere, like... Everywhere outside, it's been so, like, busy and, like, I've been meeting up with friends and, like, oh, it's just been so nice to, like, do stuff again. Yeah. And, like, I'd be like, oh, I'm meeting this person later, sorry. Or, like, it's like you know, I have a social life. <laughs> yeah, I have a social life now. Who would have thought? <laughs> but um, it's been nice to have, like, some solid plans and not feel like, oh, no, the rules may change or, like, and also yeah. some people are coming back from um some of my friends coming back from uni so like that's nice to see yeah. them as well and yeah how, what about you how was your week it was good um i just worked a lot really mm. and i've been doing a challenge um on the courtney black app so that was like a month challenge mm. and this was the last week um so it's like done now oh how was the last week it was really hard. <laughs> I like heard it in your breath. You were like, yeah, it's done now. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. I'm like proud that I've done it, but it was really, really hard. Hmm. Like the last week, especially. Cause it's like the last two weeks was six days on one day rest. Oh my God. It's intense. So it was very intense. Hmm. Then this week's like deload week. So it's just 20 minute workout each day. Oh, nice. Oh, that's nice that they, like, ease you off, almost. Yeah. It's because she says, like, to get the best results, you have to do intense mm. and then, like, ease it off and just do really short ones. My my mum and I started this programme, like, two weeks ago, and it was, like, what's it called? Like, Amateur Blitz programme or something. I can't remember. Aww. And, um, yeah, it literally lasted, like, a week, a couple of days, because... It was meant to be you work out every single day apart and one rest day. But that's mm. so bloody hard to keep up. Like, that is so hard to maintain. So, props to yeah. you. <laughs> like, <that's laughs> it's quite good because the first two weeks were like five days on, two days off. Mm. And the way she did it was like, first week was like, I'm pretty sure it was like hit week. So, like a lot of hit. Then the second week was boxing week. Third week was strength week. And then the last week was Warrior Week, which was like a combination of everything. Um, That's nice yeah. though. But like it gets you like in the headspace for each one. If each one's different, I find with exercise, like variation just helps so much. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. Like my favorite ones are when it's like 
you never repeat the exercise you just keep going and it's a different exercise every single time yeah are the best ones i hate when you have to go back to them and you're like oh here we go again <laughs> yeah literally me too it's actually the worst like i remember we did we did those ones with it with like kim french where you have like five exercises and then you like repeat through them and like it's my dad just came in and was like right <laughs> <laughs> for context it's like nearly half past nine um because this is the only time we could like fit it in so you're in bed with this morning <laughs> like, and i'm never awake so my dad was literally like what are you doing i knew i knew that was gonna happen wake cue my mum in like 20 minutes to come in and get like, oh my god <laughs> bed. She'd be like, it's a miracle it's a miracle <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we lived together, though, I would always be really shocked that you were up before me. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I came into the kitchen, you were already up. I'd be like, oh, what's the occasion? How are you going? <laughs> <laughs> so true. It's like if somebody, it's like, I don't know, if somebody who, like, always wears trackies suddenly wears a dress one day, you're like, oh, what's going on today then? Like, you're <laughs> like, oh, is it a special day? Like, oh, <laughs> I feel like I'm getting better in the mornings to be fair like I've I've definitely had more mm, I feel like I've had more mornings this year where they've been actually getting up and having an iron which is mm-hmm. an achievement I think that's good I was gonna say I've seen like so many times where you've been up at like 7am and I've been like oh my god <laughs> I just know that everyone's like what the fuck I'm like yeah like, <laughs> like half seven and they're like um, excuse me, like, are you okay? <laughs> I'm just imagine you wake up specifically setting alarm for 7am to message people in bed and then go back to sleep. Something that I'm so excited for is that literally a week tomorrow, no, what day is that? It's Monday. No, it's a week today. Pub's open. I know. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's only outside, but the weather's getting better. Still, that's all I care about. I don't even care about being inside. I'll be there with my brolly in the rain if I have to. (laughs) I I can't wait to to get like a fresh pint poured. I'm like, I'm so excited to just like sit in the sun and be like, la la la. I literally, I literally had what song is it on the video? The song that's like, I'm so excited. Do do do. I just can't hide it. Do 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 do. I don't have to lose control and I think I like it. I love that song so much. That's like, there was, um, was that song by Elton John? Uh, I'm Still Standing. That was playing. I'm Still Standing. Da, da, da. I love that song. So I love Elton John. I watched this documentary about Elton John the other day, actually. And it wasn't even the full thing. You know, when you like catch like glimpses of it before like another program it was like Mm. graham norton interviewing him and he was talking about like his journey with like adopting he was saying how he like never really thought about children and then like it literally wasn't until like he met his partner then he was like oh shit Mm. (laughs) he was like actually i want kids like he like written it off and then like I was like, oh, that's literally so cute. I feel like that was me when I was younger. I was always like, I never want kids. That's so annoying. Mm. And now, like, I, I don't want them yet. By no means, like, I don't get it when people are, like, 22 and being like, I want to settle down with kids. I'm like, I can imagine nothing bloody worse. <laughs> I literally saw this video the other day, and these people were like, it was like this TikTok of these people being like, 
us planning to have our kids in our early 20s so that we're considered like young on the playground and I was like is it worth it though just to be yeah. the younger parent when yeah. you've got kids in your 20s I think it's nice when like do you know when people have like four generations alive at the same time like when you have like great grandparents still alive mm-hmm. but I always think that's really cool but also that means you have to have this expectation of everyone getting pregnant at like 16. <laughs> I just that's like that's like a title uphold like I just it's like okay now it's your turn like where's the baby due like the thought of like like you know when you see what's that show that called like um it's like pregnant at like 16 or something like that is that 16 know? and pregnant yeah that show like the thought of like 16 year old me if I got pre- like <laughs> I couldn't even tie my own fucking shoelaces. Like, I just was so, I like... I actually find it bizarre that 16-year-olds can have babies uh-huh. so young. That feels so young. Obviously, at the time, it doesn't really feel like it is. Mm. But, like, in retrospect now, I'm such a different person than I was when I was 16. Oh, me too. I just don't really get how you'd be able to bring up a child when you're still, like, finding yourself. Yeah, I know. If I that f- makes sense. Like, f- kudos, kudos to, like, people that do it. Because I think it must be hard as fuck. Hmm. And like they're probably doing an amazing job, but like I just, I just wouldn't be able to do it myself. <laughs> Neither. No, like, I couldn't even manage like GCSEs or like like even sometimes my mom would be like, "Can you kick dinner?" And I'd be like, "And like get too stressed at like sixty, hmm. let alone like having to cook and like clean and like look after like a whole another like person." Like, oh god, that's I feel just- like you need training to be a parent. I, know. I feel like you need to go on a course. Like one thing that I always forget that like, like parents don't have like training. Like with like the oldest kids, like they're just still learning. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I always remember when I was younger, my parents said to me, they'd be like, "If you have any questions, like we can always tell you the answers to them." And then like as I got older, I, I think I just was like, my parents will always know the answer to everything. And then as I got older, <laughs> I was like. Wait, they know, like, not they know as much as I do, but I was like, it's the same with, like, if I'm, like, doing something that maybe they haven't done before, then they, 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 they're not going to know. But I just was like, they have experienced, they're adults. But, like, they're learning the same as me. Yeah. It's like, I think, a parent, like, well, the one thing that you can't prepare for is being a parent. Mm-hmm. I, I just have to go with the flow and learn on the job. <laughs> it's always that, like, stereotype of, like, parents who have like prepared the most and like bought all the books and like prepped all the clothes and like the rooms like they always have like the wildest kids yeah. <laughs> like the kids that they can't prepare for like they've prepared in every single way and then their kid comes out of the womb and it's like yeah! ripping everything all the books off and like <laughs> yeah, literally and they're like Fuck. <laughs> related to our topic this week though would you say like the idea of having kids gives you like a bit of anxiety because i think it definitely does for me like especially at this age i'm like one thousand percent also for you i think like just the anxiety of like if you do choose to be pregnant and have a baby like the idea of pregnancy must Mm. be quite anxiety ridden (laughs) like i think you're literally carrying like some someone else for like nine months and like whatever's going on in your life you have to like prioritize that like you know how like people will be like I'm not going to drink I'm not going to smoke I'm not gonna there's like specific foods you can eat like 
I feel like for those nine months, you you have to put like the baby like first. Yeah. And I don't know. There is a. I to be fair, I'm in no rush to like have children. Um, no. <laughs> it's not. I feel like once you have kids, like you can't you be selfish. Have... I always I always say that when I ever talk about this topic with anyone, I'm like, once you have kids, it's all selfless. It's not selfish anymore. Like every all your money, all your time goes into that baby and those children until they like hit eighteen, and even after then, you still still got responsibility. <laughs> no, it's so true though, because like. I just think once you have one, like, I forget that, like, babies, like, I'll see really cute little babies, and I'll be like, oh, my God, babies, oh. But then, actually, like, that baby is going to grow into a person. I think I just... I found that really scary. And that's so... I had this thought the other day that was, like, how many babies have you seen that, like, they could be, like, really famous when they're older? (laughs) Famous person. I saw Justin Bieber when he was two. Like you could have seen a toddler and been like, "Oh, so cute!" And then, like in fifteen years' time, twenty years' time, they're winning an Oscar. Yeah, you never know. So you never know. I was like, "How mad is that?" But um, yeah, kids just—that gives me a lot of anxiety. And the thought of having a pregnant belly like kind of creeps me out. I think the idea of growing inside of someone is a bit weird. It's like having a tapeworm. Obviously not a worm, but like. <laughs> I just think I would get like really heady with it and like I'd be like I don't know doing something normal and then I'd be like oh my god I have something like I have something going inside me I'd be like oh like you just like forget I think in a way like I get like people say that it's really like beautiful and like a connection especially for the woman I feel like it's a connection that the dad will never like like obviously it's the father but yeah. like I feel like as a mother you must just have a different kind of connection to that child because you've literally grown it you're like grown that sounds so weird to say grown it but you have like it's literally like being fed off like everything it's like like it's like when you have a tree and this is going to sound really weird a tree and it like all the all the like um roots and stuff like send the nutrients to like the apple that's growing on the side of it that's literally like what's happening it's literally like creating like something oh yeah that's so true i actually really like that it's literally like growing like a fruit to like give off into the world and give goodness. Well, hopefully. That's the thing that also scares me though. Like the fact that like the baby, like depending on how you bring it up and also like other like, factors, it could literally grow up to be an awful human being, which is like really scary. I know. Isn't that? <laughs> oh, God. I also, because I feel like having kids, like often it is just seen as like it's a reflection of like you, like how you've raise a child and like technically depending on how you have kids like it's like even if even if they're not your biological children if you've raised them that is a like a massive reflection on you so it's like if they turn out like not the best like that would give me so much anxiety like the thought Mm -hmm. of what other people will think of my kids or like i tell you what i know i'm gonna be i'm gonna be such an emotional parent i think because I know you will. They'll be like, Mom, and um, this boy likes me at school. And you'll be like, Oh my God. <laughs> well, the thing that makes me so like nervous is the thought of like the like their first like day of school. You'll be a mess. I was about to say, like, if they leave for uni, I can imagine you literally breaking down once they leave. <laughs> it's the same as my mum, though. My mum was really emotional when I left. But then I don't know if it's like, but then literally, the same with my sister. I think she's quite emotional. But, like, the thought of, like, first day of school, like, this child has been with you 
for like, I don't know, it was like four or five years or something like that, isn't it? That's like the first time other factors will like affect them and like change them. Yeah. And sometimes it's nursery, so it's like three. Like three. Yeah. How the fuck do kids go, they're three years old? <laughs> three How? years old. They just like go to nursery. Like, I'm like, that is crazy. I went to nursery. Oh, me too. Me too. I think something else that I really want, like in an ideal world, if I could, if I made enough money, I'd really want to be there for them until they went to school. Just because I just would love to, like, I do, would not want to have to, like, go to work and put them in childcare all the time. Like, I know that's the reality for a lot of people, but I just hope that, like, I could maybe, like, I don't know, not be off work, but, like, work from home. I don't even know, but I just would love to, like, be there for the first five years of their life, like, actually be there properly. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. Because I sometimes think it's really sad when, like, kids are always in childcare or always at school and, like, bar- like, I know it's rare, but, like, some people, like, barely see their parents yeah because like, the parents are so busy are like the head of a business and stuff like mm-hmm. that's the thing that's why i think if i did have children i'd want to be like i'm in a place where like i'm just stable yeah 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 or like just like ready to because i think if i was juggling like too much like it's almost like unfair at the same time though it's like not everybody plans like having kids mm-hmm. sometimes it just happens and sometimes that's like the best thing ever you know like I feel like I'd ha- I'd have to plan it. Then knowing me, I never plan anything. <laughs> <laughs> just happened one day, and you'd be like, "Oh fuck, here we go." <laughs> but yeah, no, I completely get what you mean. I feel like for, you'd want to like at the beginning, just feel like not like that's what we're focused on, but like I feel like as a parent, you always have so many things on your plate. But mm-hmm. your child, you want to be like the sole like for focus. Yeah, I agree. Then, also, I'm like, this is one child. Imagine having like two, three. I'm like, no. that my granddad was one of sixteen. As if, isn't that weird? That my dad's like, one of seven. That's like my my nan. Her mum was one of like eight or something like that. And I'm just, why? Why was that? That older generations. They had just, well, I guess maybe contraception just... I feel like once you have a child, I do think, like, having children must be, like, one of the most... Obviously, I'm not saying it's, like, the be-all and end-all, but Mm. I think, like, once you actually have a child and look after it, it must literally be the most, like, you know, just the best feeling. I think it must be, like, the best thing you could ever do. Mm, yeah. Like, especially for a woman, like, having had a baby, and, like, Mm. it just feels so, like, otherworldly, like, something, like, out of a dream. Because I feel like it's something that is always, like, you think about in school and stuff. And I'm not saying, obviously, like, if a woman doesn't want to choose to have a baby, that's completely fine. Mm. And I'm not saying it's the only option. But I think, like, once you have a child, it must just feel amazing. Mm. Do you mean, like, at the beginning or just, like, in general? Just in general, I think, like, to have kids. Like, I feel like even though at the moment I'm, like, I do definitely do want them. But at the moment I'm, like, oh, that's cool. But, like, I think, like, actually having them must be so, like fulfilling like mm. i don't know just because i feel like everything in the world is kind of like revolves around like offspring like even animals and just to have something that's like you care for and like, oh, like mm. i know it's kind of like really sweet but stressful <laughs> i get what you mean because there must be like a huge element of like pride in it which i guess obviously explains like i never used to get why like my mum was so emotional when i was younger because i just feel like I'm fine. Like it's okay. Like I just really, like, I, like emotional. I'm like I like you've literally like grown me 
and like seen me like grow older so of course everything's going to be like emotional when it's like a mini milestone you know what I mean mm. but like I don't know there, yeah there must be so much pride in that like just I feel like I'd have so many moments where I just look at my child and I'd just be like oh my god <laughs> you know you're just like I did that like yeah. like even if they're not like your own biological child like just the way you've like raised them or yeah just- like I still think like at the end of the day if you've raised them at the end of the day like it takes a lot more to be like a dad or a mum than a mother or a father if you know what I mean mm. like, a mother and a father like bring it into the world but a dad and a mum like all mm. dad and mom I don't know what other word for that is but like they actually like I'm just saying that like <laughs> like when people say like there's a difference between being a father and a dad like a father like obviously oh, makes it possible to have the baby but like a dad is what like brings up the baby oh I didn't know, do you know when, do, also do you know, like when like like it, it's just like obviously people use different words yeah like, yeah, some yeah people might say father but like it's like that whole thing of like anyone can like have sex with someone and like bring a baby into the world but they can easily just leave and not actually bring it up and it's like that thing of like I don't know like I'm not trying to like say it's just men that do that because women do it too but like it's like the idea of like well you can be a father but it takes a lot more to be a dad yeah no that's very true and I think that's the same thing with like adoption and like surrogacy and stuff like I don't know like I just think it must be like no yeah it takes a lot to like just I don't know I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It takes a lot to like literally be like, okay, like we're gonna do this. Especially like they're not even their like biological child, or like say, I don't know, there was another like parent involved and then they've like stepped in. Like I just think that takes a lot. And I think Mm. no, sort of massive reflection on like that person. But then also it's like if you were with someone, they happen to be pregnant and like depending on whatever circumstances or like you would just be there for them and if you're not then you're shit (laughs) yeah speaking about like anxiety and stuff like that have you like i'm trying to think like i feel like for me one of the biggest moments that like in my life or like what felt like the most like a big like anxiety like anxious like time in my life was definitely like moving to university Oh and my god! <laughs> I wanted to know, like, because obviously we didn't know one another before until we were like well into like the swing of uni. Like, what your like leaving home for like the first time like process was. Oh god! I literally didn't want to go to uni at all. Like, I literally didn't. I was questioning the entire time when I, when I was going down. Like, why am I doing this? Am I doing this just mm. because it's expected? Like, everyone goes to uni. Like, I literally didn't want to go. Like, when I say I didn't want to go, I cried in the car for five hours straight. <laughs> my dad was like shut the fuck up (laughs) he was so mad at me by the time we got there because I literally it was only the last hour that I stopped crying Mm. because the sun came out and I was like this is a message from the gods like (laughs) (laughs) the sun came out like your dad's like shut the fuck up and you're like and the sun comes out and you're like oh (laughs) (laughs) I just remember like I didn't want to leave my friends at all like, I didn't want to leave them and I didn't want to leave my boyfriend at the time like mm. I just was a mess mm. I was so sad I remember being at the pub the night before going and literally sobbing I've never cried so many tears in 24 hours like I was so sad like and that's the thing I think for me it, like I was just the sadness outweighed like the positive idea of uni mm. but then at the same time 
I never like the. I remember the entire summer I was dreading having to go. Mm. I also think it's because that summer was like the best summer because it was like the summer just after A levels, like before everyone went, and like it was just so fun. And like it was like you just wanted to live, and I was like six weeks forever. You didn't want to like, you didn't want to leave and have to see new experiences. But like I just think I had so much anxiety that I wouldn't meet people that I needed to meet because I knew that I was obviously the idea is it's kind of all up to you apart from like the flat that you're in to like make friends mm. and I think that's something that like I only really came out of my shell in like sixth form like before that I was very quiet in school never opened my mouth mm. um, and it wasn't until like sixth form when I had like performing arts class and like the year got smaller because it was probably like 200 people and it went down to 100 people for A-levels because we didn't go to a different place for college Mm. we're like oh a levels was just in our school sixth form so like that i think and like that's when you got i just got to know the entire year properly but everyone was close everyone was friends it was all like 100 people it's kind of like when we went to uni like the drama yeah. was all very close like a lot of other courses it will be like you sit next to someone you're like i've never seen them in my life and then next week you're not, sat next to someone new where they're like our yeah. uni course was very like it was very like school where you just knew everybody in your year like even if it's yeah. this level like you just knew their name you probably mm. knew a bit about them but I find that I find that crazy that you had the transition like from secondary school you just like moved up but it got kind of like smaller with your like sixth form like all the shitty people <laughs> it's not shitty people <laughs> but like all the dickheads you were like bye <laughs> Some people went on to do apprenticeships, some people went to college, but mm. I stayed at school because I was like, well, I know all the teachers already. They've seen me like mm. grow for like years. They know me. I know them. Like I like almost know like the teachers on a personal level. I mm. felt comfortable. It was like five, well, not five minute walk, probably like a 15 minute walk from my house. Yeah. Like, rather than going all the way into town and paying for public transport and stuff. Also, like all my friends stayed on for six or like no one left, like that I was really close to. Mm. Um so yeah, I just stayed and did that and I loved six. I think that's another thing. Sixth form was the best time of my life. I know loads of people are like, oh my god, I hated sixth for like A levels because it was so hard. Mm. Like they were really hard, but like I just had the best time because I was out of my shell. Like performing arts really helped with that. Like so just like you know, just made me a lot happier and like alive. <laughs> like I think I was always like that with my close friends, but just not on like to lots of people. Mm-hmm. I do think that like drama and like performing arts, well, it's like proven, isn't it? They're like, they, you can have like the drama therapy and stuff like that, where like it genuinely like literally does help people with like anxiety and stuff like that. But it definitely does help people like just come out of their shell, like mm-hmm. 100%. Like, like when I was at school and stuff, like I did like drama things, but I don't know, there was something about like, I used to do this like drama club with my friends after school and I would look forward to it like so much like yeah. so much and like there was just something about it like even though I was with my friends and like that was great like there was just something about just being like okay we're gonna do a stupid exercise now or like it was just so <laughs> fun and like you just weren't thinking about any of the stuff that you'd be like had been maybe under stress or like pressure for that week like it was like three hours of just like okay let's just like have fun and there's like no pressure with it like I think that's the yeah. one thing I liked about drama even when it was at school I never felt like I I felt stressed with it but I never felt like I was more like let's just like have fun with it and we'll probably do well if like you can see we're having fun like I don't know 
It's so weird because I feel like when I was like younger, I didn't really know it at the time, but I was so anxious of like what people thought of me when I was like before sixth form. Mm. And like it wasn't until like I did drama in year 10 and 11. And it's my mum that kind of like encouraged me to do it because she thought it would bring me out of my shell, which it did. Mm. <laughs> and she was like, you should do it. And like I had no, <laughs> I had like no, like, like obviously I like always liked like high school musical and stuff like that in Camp Rock. And, like, I loved, like, going to the theatre with my grandma because my grandma was really into, like, musicals and stuff. So mm. I'd always watch them with her. And, like, we'd always, like, whenever I was at my grandma's, we'd, like, watch The Sound of Music or, like, The King and I and stuff. Mm. But, like, I suppose it wasn't until, like, my mum was like, well, I think you should do drama. Mm. <laughs> and I remember being so scared. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. So the teacher, I bloody hope she never hears this episode was an absolute cunt she was horrible the GCSE one A level was lovely yeah. the GCSE teacher was horrible she mm. really liked me but she was just really horrible to everyone like she like properly bullied students she was like Sue Sylvester from Glee she locked her dog in a cupboard all the time Oh, what the fuck? Oh, no, I hate her then. I'm like, there was a, there was a dog involved and it was negative. No. Yeah. <laughs> I just, that's the thing I do think, like, people's interest in, like, drama, well, I guess it depends on people's interest with anything. If the, a teacher is, like, a massive influence. Like, mm-hmm. don't even realise, like, in school, that if your mum hadn't have been like, oh, like, let's push you a bit more for, like, drama, like, you could have maybe just written it off because of the teacher. That has such an impact, I think. And I suppose that comes down to anxious anxiety too, like a feeling like, oh, I don't want to like Yeah. Be lost with them. Like, I don't want to get on their bad side. Like I don't really like them. Like mm. I don't feel like comfortable with them and mm. stuff. I remember at school I would always have so much anxiety around um when we'd be in like English and then you'd have to read like how read out loud and you'd be really scared that you got a word wrong or something I remember that like I think I still sometimes get that now if I have to like present or like speak like my mm. breathing I get it with presentations <laughs> it, yeah me too like it's so bad like I feel like if I'm in a room of people where I'm comfortable and it's fine like even a seminar setting I'm a lot better like first time in uni I was silent though like I just was so scared to say anything but in school when we'd had to read like I literally would like in my head I'd be like reading it over and over and I'd be like okay and like rehearsing like when the teacher's gonna ask me and be like how I'm gonna react and like because I was just so like nervous and I'd go I'd go so red and like get hot and hot hotter and hotter and hotter. So this is me I'd be like a, a tomato like. It must have looked ridiculous though to some people because like in the lessons the people I'd sit next to I'd be like yeah 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 like being like completely normal and then they'd be like Baby, you read? And I'm suddenly like, um, the man walked. And they're like, who's this? <laughs> <laughs> who's this? Like, my whole, like, it's almost like someone, like, I'm just being normal. And then someone just, like, rips so up. Someone stepped into your body and has been like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, but then in drama and stuff, when we'd have to read scripts, I'd get a bit anxious, but, like, nowhere near the same level. But. That's the same as me. It's because I'm fine with playing someone if it's not me. But as soon as I have to be myself in front of like a mass group of people, I'm like, eh. It's also because like when you'd read in lessons, like I wouldn't be like putting on a voice. Do you know what I mean? Like you'd be reading a page. They wouldn't be like, you're reading the character. So mm-hmm. like your reading is yourself. And I think that's something that's really difficult 
in like yeah. what I struggle with like just using your own voice in like theater and like if you're acting like I that is so hard to me like the amount of times I'm always the character like with a weird accent or like something like that <laughs> or like a limp or like something just so that I'm not <laughs> me because yeah. I, that like that's what I think I love about like theater although a lot of people say like roles they're like oh you find you like learn more about yourself through a role and like you bring yourself to the role. I do think also I like just being someone else sometimes. Yeah. Same. I don't have enough confidence in my, like to use my own voice. I'd be like, uh, what is my voice? I don't know. Like, I think it comes down to like being anxious about like how you'll be perceived and stuff. Like, I definitely think that's a thing when I was younger. Like that's the reason that I love drama. Cause I think at the time I was like very anxious. Like obviously like I still didn't have much confidence in myself. I was like gay but like people knew but people didn't know like in my head they were like I was like no one knows <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, when reality, everyone was like Thomas is the gay kid like <laughs> <laughs> but at the time I was probably so anxious about that mm. that I feel like it really like inhibited like anything that I did like I was always like I don't know, I just felt I just wasn't confident in myself. I was really anxious about like, how I'd be perceived. And I think it affected things like that. And that's the reason I didn't come out of my shell for so long. Mm, and then yeah. it wasn't until I actually did come out of my shell. And like people knew, like, I think people knew anyway. I never really properly came out, but like people knew. And it wasn't until like, I just was comfortable in my sexuality and stuff that I suppose, I don't know, I just made more friends. I was out of my shell. Like I was just happier. So yeah. I think that was just the thing of like, be like how I would be perceived. And like now, I'm still get anxious when I'm like doing presentations and things. Oh, like, I'm definitely not as anxious as if you asked like year ten Thomas to do year, year ten Thomas really would have like cried in the toilet before we had to do it. Literally, I I I get the shakes when like I'm nervous and like. I remember like when I do like a presentation like my hands would literally be like shaking because and like I'd get like colds like it was just like awful like but you know when you're like trying to rationalize it and you're like what is actually gonna happen if you slip up or if you forget but I think it's because there's always the pressure of like anytime doing a presentation there's always the pressure of like a grade but even then I don't know if I cared about grades that much I just was like it was more just being in front of people, I think, actually. Yeah. That was the scary thing. But yeah. I don't know. That's why I love our, our degree, because they made you present all the time. And it would be yeah, like... it just made a second yeah. nature. Uh-huh. And, like, I feel like I definitely got better as it, at it as we went on. But then at the same time, I'm out of practice now, so I'm back to stage one. <laughs> <laughs> I think drama just opens everyone up more. And like everyone's usually very accepting in drama mm. and like open and like you get people of like all different shapes, sizes, sexualities, backgrounds, contexts. And I think that's like, and like, it really is like, I feel like when you do drama and you're like playing these characters in the rehearsals, you really have to be open more with one another to be able to like let things happen. Yeah. I so think I think doing that gives you more confidence in yourself, which lets you just be yourself and you don't have to worry about how you're being perceived because at the end of the day if you do worry about it it's gonna hinder how you perform and how you just get on in the rehearsal room when I was younger even when I first started uni like 
I remember like us doing stuff in like class and like being really like this is so stupid and like kind of just like hold like I could feel myself like holding myself back and even sometimes I do do that like I'll often like just laugh a lot because that's like (laughs) mechanism for like when I feel a bit stupid or feel a bit awkward I'm just like oh let me just like wet myself (laughs) and then like it really is a thing of like literally just like everyone's going for it so if you're not going for it you can like see that you're holding yourself back or feeling like this is stupid like you are actually the one that looks stupid like Mm -hmm. you're the one that looks that is like standing out more in a negative way not like oh wow like but I remember even with like audition processes like just feeling so silly and being like oh this is so stupid but like I do think like a lot of the time you really do have to do stuff that makes you uncomfortable to like if it doesn't like challenge you and make you uncomfortable then it probably isn't going to like benefit you as much as something that doesn't Mm. I think all the things in my life that I've been like oh god like I was I had so much anxiety around it like I really needed like uni like even like performances and stuff sometimes like when I was younger like I needed that to like build my confidence and stuff and like I feel like when people like think about like oh well like I really want to go travel and like just go to Australia but like they're like oh god like I should like, I'm so nervous about like s- like so much anxiety about just go go jang off to like a place where I don't know anyone but then at the same time it's probably going to be like the making of yeah it's the same like I'll oh, never forget when I got, when I was at uni and I got um, my job at um, Tesco and I'll never ever forget that <laughs> I was so fucking nervous. I don't get why, but I was so Wait, nervous. Wait, interview for like the first shift? Well, the interview too, but I'm not so nervous about that. It was more like the actual shift. And it's literally all comes back down to like meeting people for the first time, like new people. Like, it's weird though, because it, it doesn't, if, like, if it's in a social interaction, I don't really get it. It's only if it's in a professional environment that I really feel like anxiety around it and I get so nervous but I think it's literally, it is that thing coming back to like when I'm nervous about like how I'm going to be perceived by people. Like I care so much what people think of me and like I'm really trying to like unlearn that because it's completely pointless. Same. But even if you like rationalise it and you're like, well, who cares? Live your life. Like I'm still like, live your life. Like shaking. <laughs> I'm like, I like, I saw a quote that was like, it was like, you don't, it was like, you don't like everyone. So why do you expect everyone to like you? And I was like, yeah I've seen that on Twitter (laughs) that blew my mind because I've never thought about it that way I was like I will literally meet people and be like eh not my cup of tea but I don't think about it all the time and then I don't have a vendetta out for them and like you just deal with it so I think like I have such a like I just want everyone to like me and so when they don't then I'm like oh my god it's like it's me it's me like I need to change something about myself and it's like hold on no like what not everyone's gonna like you everybody's different not everyone's gonna click with you it's not you that needs to change you just unless it's like a genuine problem and you're being discovered like horrible (laughs) it's like i've seen a quote before where it's like why do you think everyone cares about you yeah (laughs) like why why do you think you're on everyone's mind like phoebe why do you think everyone is thinking about you when you leave the house (laughs) they're they're not even giving you a second glance (laughs) literally like me and my sister were talking about this the other day like we saw there was this video of this girl and she was like why she was like why when i'm like in a room full of strangers do i think all of them fancy me but then (laughs) (laughs) but then but then when like 
but then I'm actually like really insecure like that or like I can't remember what it was it it was just like it's so true though like I have such like I'll be like oh my god everyone fancies me right now it's like no one's even looking like (laughs) no one's (laughs) looking at you like it's the idea of like you're the center of your like own universe so it's like you're so self-aware and self-conscious about like yourself but like there's almost no point because Mm. everyone's too busy thinking about themselves doing exactly the same thing they're too busy to care about what the people are doing you know it is true like when people say like once you stop caring as much it's probably like when you start living like the fullest sounds quite cringe to say it like that but it's so true like once you start like being like fuck it like all the people that i think like i see that are like just the most like authentic like happiest versions of themselves or when they're like just really don't give a shit and I it's think like, people like that, you want to be... Like Rihanna. Rihanna always gives me, like, <laughs> doesn't give a shit vibes. But I think people who don't give a shit and are so, like, confident in themselves, like... Like, I like being around people like that, though, because then you're like, oh, my God, you're so cool. Like, you just don't... Yeah. Like, you're just like, I don't care if I don't, like, if I don't like it. Or, like, like I just... I wish I was more like that. And I'm trying to be more like that. Mm-hmm. Because I care too much what people think. And I think sometimes it can, like literally no point like you can't control what people think of you you can try but it's exhausting like everyone to like you like literally what's the point like um but like what you were saying about like when people like um are like I'm gonna move to Australia and like I'm so nervous about it or like going to uni like I think ultimately like a lot of anxiety like stems down to like or like like big change or just even small changes like yeah. To grow as like people we need constant change because like if we lived in the same house the same area surrounded by the same people our whole lives eating the same thing like nothing would change but we need change mm-hmm. to live but it's so scary like change yeah. is so terrifying i think it's always big changes that are the what like the lead up is the worst but like the payoff is like the best and even yeah like even if there's moments where I don't know like one of my friends had a really like negative experience traveling like she went with like a group and then she got really ill um and then came home like even if that was a negative experience it was a big change and she probably like met some really great people when she was there maybe it didn't turn out how she thought but there would have been like other things that she would have learned or like Mm -hmm. like would have grown without even realizing so yeah I suppose it is that thing as well, like, when you said that, like, anxiety does often, like, come from experiences that you've had that were negative, too. Mm, mm. Um, Which I always forget. I usually think, like, anxiety comes from things that you haven't done yet. Yeah. But it's not always the case. Sometimes it comes from things that you've already experienced in the past. Mm. Like a trigger. Something that happens in a, yeah, like a trigger, like something happened in school. So, like, the idea of going back to school scares summer after summer it's like things like that mm. is that because it almost like i don't know maybe it just like inhibits like your growth like i think a lot of anxiety can come around this idea of like different like versions of yourself like mm. i don't know like I, like i always find it so weird when like i don't know say like your work friends your home friends your uni friends and your family like all met in one room like I feel like there's like a lot of like anxiety around that because not that you're being different people but you're being like almost different levels of yourself because they're different environments I agree relationships I'm not the same with people at work like I am but I don't know like 
there's certain people at work that I'm more myself around than others as well mm-hmm. and stuff like that and like I'm different around like actually I'm not different between between my and I'm not different with my friends at uni than I am with my friends at home but like, I don't know like I still think there's like just times like even like Thomas on like the train is different to like, Thomas <laughs> like Thomas in a club like <laughs> yeah yeah literally <laughs> like Thomas on the train isn't like slut drop there like, like it's hot like on I the fucking wish train table <laughs> that makes you know, I always wish I could just do like do you know when people do like a when they break out and dance like in the middle of mm-hmm. places what do you call them it's like special oh like flash thing, mobs flash mobs I would love to do a flash mob on the train I've never seen a flash mob I'd love to see a flash mob <laughs> I feel like I'd just be laughing the whole time. Like, can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> Someone's like, ah! I'd be like, ah! I'd be like, oh my goodness, I'm going to like, I'd literally love it. Oh, God. Like, I feel like sometimes I overthink that too much, this idea of, like, different, like, groups of people. And I'd be like, oh, am I, like, being myself? Or, like, am I, like, being different? And it's like, well, you're around different people in a completely different environment. So of course you're going to be like slightly different, but that doesn't mean that you're not like being authentic to yourself. Like obviously, I don't know if you're having a complete personality change and being like the polar opposite, then maybe, but like yeah. we, I, we all have like different like levels like to ourselves, which I think yeah. sometimes like forget, especially if you're around like the same people. Like, do you remember, <laughs> do you remember when like we were like around one another, like literally all the time? Yeah. We saw those like changes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we we had like the same we were living in the same house, we we're doing the same course. Same course. Walking together, go like same circle of like social friends. Yeah. And so like we saw those like slight changes. Mm-hmm. And that is so that was so weird. Like it wasn't even like big changes. Like it wasn't no. like it was this. That is true. Like I feel like there'd be like certain people that I'd be very like quiet around and then like other people I'd be so loud around but I don't know if I would be like that anymore I feel like I've changed a lot over the past year I feel like I've I've become a lot more like comfortable whereas I feel like in uni because never had that much time to like concentrate on yourself really but you did but not really like it'd just be like the odd evening where you do like get a face mask out and like that isn't like the epitome of self like reflection and stuff (laughs) people think like oh i've got a face mask out on a sunday night that's my self-love done for the week like it's so true though like i feel like that's like it's like physical self-love like putting something on or like doing something but like there's a lot of like mental self-love that i think i definitely skimmed over at uni because you yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't get to not like wouldn't get to that level but like even if you like have a moment to like ah oh, like self-reflect and like chill like you probably just fell asleep you're so exhausted yeah. <laughs> you're just like, oh god like that's so true as well i feel like sleep and food and stuff affect anxiety too like if you're not getting enough sleep mm-hmm. if you're not eating well mm-hmm. like if you're not like just doing things that you enjoy then it's probably like leads to things that are like anxiety and stuff like stuff like that i feel like everything that like, it's like a balancing thing yeah and, like, if you don't have everything on it properly then that's not the whole reason but partly the reasons and things can like you can be more anxious about your day you can be like not feel as like prepared which leads to anxiety and stuff yeah i do think it is like a thing of like balancing it all which is hard in itself but 
no that's so true though like this idea that like the like basics of like sleep water food like I don't what's like another one like exercise or something like that like I have no idea those like four core things if there's one like slightly off like it's interesting how like sometimes you'll feel a bit like oh I feel a bit like shit and then you'll be like oh wait I've only had three hours sleep or like oh wait I've eaten nothing today like it's usually to, like, yeah. those things like being like off balance that's so true I feel like often it's like as like women or just like people who like menstruate like I <laughs> it's like very easy to do that like with your period where you can just be like oh I feel really grouchy today I feel really shit and you're like oh it's actually the period <laughs> so <laughs> so it's like sometimes like finding those things and being like is it is it like an outer factor or is it like actually like like something that if you like all those things were perfect it would still be like there you know it depends what sort of anxiety it is because I think like if it's like massive and it's really affecting like your life then I feel like best thing to do is like go to therapy seek help really like address the problem at its root um um but then for other things where it's just like I feel like for me I've never had something that big it's more like I've just had anxiety around like the idea of before I do something or like anxiety like of how I'll feel and like it still like can feel really like oh god like give you the same mm-hmm. feeling as someone of like massive anxiety all the time but just like lit like for moments yeah whereas like, I suppose some people live with it like just constantly, constantly yeah. like sometimes but like for like these sorts of things I feel like when it's like a little bit of anxiety I sometimes feel like you a proper emotion and like yeah I was gonna say I feel like you do need anxiety in your life I feel like people always see it as such a negative thing mm-hmm. but like if you didn't have it you wouldn't appreciate like when you overcome things like that like do you know what I mean like I feel like you need the anxiety like if you're if you are like playing on traveling but you're really anxious about it but then once you overcome that and you get to the place and you're really enjoying it it's like you need it and yeah. I feel like it's sometimes recognizing those anxious moments that you need to like actually take those opportunities mm-hmm. and run with them because they're the opportunities that really matter and like that change is going to be really beneficial even though in the moment it's so like oh like crippling yeah. like when I think about like going to uni I was terrified I didn't want to go I was so anxious mm-hmm. but it literally was like the best experience I've ever had and it feels so stupid looking back now and being like oh my god why was I literally studying in the car for five <laughs> fucking hours but that's so <laughs> funny like that is such a funny like story like it's so nice that you can now look back and be like I didn't need to do that like at all do you know what I mean like you can yeah. look back on that and laugh knowing like all the great times you've had because of like pushing yourself and like or just like, I don't know, like getting nervous or anxious for a situation does have a lot of like negative like ideas attached to it. And you're right. Like some, I think we all do need like a bit of some kind of like worry that does push us to actually just like move on and like keep trundling like Mm. through life. Otherwise I think it's very easy to like come to like get too comfortable. You know what I mean? And be like, like, it's great to be comfortable and to feel like, like you know in control of like things in your life but I think sometimes if you're like sometimes I think comfortable is boring well not boring but like do you know what I mean like sometimes like if you're always comfortable if you're always comfortable and you never step outside your comfort zone mm. you're never gonna get any real like change and ever feel like progression yeah if you know what I mean 
like everything that I can think of that I've progressed with, I've usually had anxious stuff about. Mm. Like when I've had like a deadline, I've been anxious about it. If I've had an exam, I've been anxious about it. But obviously it's not all about achievements. Like even other stuff in life, like when you go to like, I don't know. Ride a bike for the first time, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like what we said about like having a baby. Yeah. Like you're going to feel anxious about it. But like, it could be the best thing you've ever done. So, exactly. Like, I think it always reminds me of... Um, that high school musical quote you know when like they're in the they're like on the golf course Troy and um Gabriella and like she's like do you want the last strawberry or whatever it is and she's like oh he's like do you want the last strawberry and she's like mm, no and he's like this could be the best strawberry in the world and like you don't even know or, like he says like something about that and yeah but it's like so true that like like that feeling is like almost sometimes like exciting like, you know, when, like, mm. you'd have, like, auditions or, like, you're waiting for something, like, you know it's, like, a pivotal point. Like, that is, like, really exciting when you have moments in life where you're, like, oh, this could, like, I don't know, change my next couple of months or, like, ch- or, like, oh, like, when you're about to start something new and you meet new people, like, although it's really scary, I feel like there is a small part in it that's almost, like, excitement, even if that's difficult to find at the time. I sometimes think it's about shifting your perspective sometimes. Yeah. Like shifting your and seeing something is like you're anxious about and seeing like like something like exciting in it mm-hmm. and that sounds really weird because I sometimes think when you're in that state of mind you're like oh my god I'm just yeah, really scared like, yeah literally but I also think it's like trusting at that anxiety sometimes like sometimes like I think like it's the same with like when people say like sadness is a valid emotion so is anxiety and it shouldn't be seen as something bad all the time like yeah. I feel like constantly we put like things on like well you want to feel like happy and excited and like all these like other emotions but like in the same way that we always say like to like sometimes be sad like it's just an emotion that needs to happen like the same with being anxious like just let it happen yeah often like especially with social media like everybody knows it's like the best side of someone or like everyone's going to post like the best part of their day but I do think like normalizing it and like even us talking about like anxious experiences we've had or like seeing people share experiences that have made them anxious or like overcoming something like that can in turn like normalizing it and talking about it more makes Mm -hmm. breaks down that stigma of to be nervous or anxious for something yeah because I think often like I don't know it's interesting to think about like where like nerves come from like nerves is certain being nervous or being anxious is such a weird feeling like it's kind of so frustrating because sometimes you're like I just want to like shake it off and like you're like I sometimes feel so stupid but it's not it's like completely normal yeah like you know when sometimes you're like I feel really nervous I feel really like kind of panicky but you're like I, like you're like you're you're rationalizing it you're like there's like no reason for me to but sometimes your body's just like nope I also feel like if you are in a situation where you're like really anxious, maybe just take yourself off to be by yourself for like yeah. five minutes. Yeah. So you can come back to it with like fresh eyes. Yeah. Because sometimes I feel like when you're really stuck in something and really heady about it, mm. you know, if you actually just take your way away, self away, like even if it's like, in, I don't know, if like, even if it's just to the toilet. Yeah. And like really like just think about it and just try and not ration maybe not even rationalize it like you can try and do that but maybe just like be like okay well i'm feeling like this like yeah. that's completely fine it's normal mm. it's not stupid because i feel like a lot of the time when people feel anxious i know i do like if i feel anxious i always think like oh my god i'm being so stupid 
And like, it's not stupid. Like everyone feels like that. Like every single person would have felt anxious about something in their life. Like it's not silly. Also think there's probably a million other people that have felt exactly the same way that you're feeling about the same sort of thing. It often, like it sometimes can be so frustrating, especially if like, you know, where you're like, if you're in a situation where, I don't know, you've got to do something under pressure or like you can't do it because you're nervous, you're anxious. And it's like, it can be so frustrating because you're like, I know I can do this. Like, you, it's like really like mind of a matter, like in auditions, like, like I've, I've witnessed it, like even, or like literally done it myself where like, whenever I've had to like sing or like act in front of someone, like sometimes I get really shaky and I'll get really nervous and you can like see mm. the nerves and you know that when you go home tonight, like you you can do it fine or like you've practiced it and you weren't shaky yeah. but it's something about like being in that room and being it just being like okay go like just you like I don't know I think a lot of anxiety or like anxiousness I've felt has definitely been stemmed around it just being like like just me like being like okay like be like be sure of yourself almost like I think that mm-hmm. that's so true it's always independent things yeah. I never really get nervous in a group yeah because a group I love being like I got someone else like here <laughs> I don't know like, yeah. <laughs> like I like even if it's in like a room full of strangers like I already feel like kind of more confident sometimes because there's usually someone that you can like bounce off of or someone that's similar to you but like it's when it's like standing on your own being like okay like perform this monologue or do this presentation yeah. or go to uni on your own like something that I was gonna ask just before we end it is um is there anything that you, like, any, like, I was going to say exercises, but, like, anything that you've done to, like, help, like, anxious feelings before? Like, is there anything that you personally do? <laughs> I? <laughs> that sounds so weird. <laughs> no, no, because I genuinely have done stuff before where, like, if I've ever felt, like, nervous for something, a lot of it, I think, is breathing. Like, I'm... Mm it's always like taking a breath and kind of like when you're saying like taking yourself away like I don't think I've taken myself away like physically but like mentally I'll just be like it's fine like I always look forward to that feeling like afterwards like rather than focusing on like what's about to happen I'll just be like think about like the end goal um and then like when I've had interviews or something like that when I've been nervous again that's a thing of like just being yourself <laughs> you're like um I always like look at myself in the mirror. I don't know. I find it really helps to like always like look at yourself and be like, like get um, it together. Yeah. So, like I literally like I'll put on my like socks, which I have these socks which say like pussy power on them. I'll like oh I, like I had this interview like a month ago or a couple of months ago. I like put on my pussy power socks. I like looked in the mirror and I was like, it's gonna go great. It's gonna be fine. Like it went. F- okay but like is that the one for the porn company <laughs> no <laughs> no <laughs> um that was but like there's something about sometimes like looking at yourself and like centering yourself i don't know i find that helps sometimes mm-hmm. just being like you're gonna be fine you've got this like you're the best even if you don't actually be yeah. just like saying it sometimes helps but then i'm yeah. still learning what about what about you do you have any like little tips and tricks i always if i'm nervous i'll like stand i can't remember who told me this it was i think it was like when i was younger and it was with i did like something with a director mm. um and i was really nervous because it was like paid as well it was like paid acting work yeah, and um so it, like it was more pressure yeah um but 
he said at the time he was like well if you ever feel anxious like stand as like a star and take up as much of the room as possible it's like you're filling the room so I always do that now like I'll literally like stretch out and like breathe and just take up as much of the room as possible like make yourself as big as possible because mm. in when you do feel anxious you usually feel small yeah. so it's like about that thing of making yourself feel big and then something else that I do now is I definitely like if I'm feeling really anxious I just put some good music on and dance mm. <laughs> just feel really good like just dance it out just shake it off yeah. in the words of Taylor Swift shake it off <laughs> yeah. like put some happy music on and literally make yourself like in the polar opposite mood of what you feel like you're in and that sounds really weird and it might not always feel like it but as soon as you put music on even if it's just shaking your feet out shaking your hands out but really like feel the music mm. like like kind of like disconnect from your head for a bit and just feel it in your body more and then the other thing that i'd say is just finding the fun in whatever you're about to do that you're like really anxious about yeah i think that definitely stems from like our degree because i think there is yeah. I don't know like if I think if you take life too seriously and you're taking yourself too seriously like I know I do it all the time like you know yeah, you catch yeah. yourself and you're like why am I so like I don't know like hello, hello. my name's Tom <laughs> <laughs> you're not a robot <laughs> it's so true though like you get in a room and you always just like forget what you're doing and you're like wait why am I so like uptight or like not uptight but just like yeah I know what you mean like sometimes I'll be like why the fuck did I just interact like that yeah. like a robot yeah. like they're probably thinking what the fuck is he doing yeah. oh, God. but also it comes down to that thing of not caring what anyone else around you thinks because that's yeah. when you like that which is so hard to do but I think because it's like to get there to get to not caring what people think you have to you have to not care what people think do you know what I mean yeah oh it's hard yeah. but like I know we're on a journey of self-growth but um, yeah yeah change change girl <laughs> yeah like taking like tiny risks almost like that builds up yeah like, i can't even think of like even like doing something in public where like you're like mm, yeah this. pulling your pants down actually no you've got done for public indecency <laughs> get your bum out in the sprint street like it's a new meaning to flash mob <laughs> just like fake <laughs> <laughs> like, tea make a baby <laughs> I've like that is literally what everyone does though like I think that's the one thing I feel like I've actually properly learned in like the past like year is like nobody knows what they're doing everyone gets yeah everyone gets nervous like we're all oh sounds so cliche but I'm like we're all just people we're all just like no one literally knows what they're doing yeah. but everyone's just no one's off. more special than anyone else everyone's the exact same we're all yeah. just humans making our way plodding around like no one's judging you and if they are they're probably a cunt yeah sorry i don't know if i should use that word <laughs> <laughs> but it's so like, probably like some people listening like oh god uh, <laughs> please turn it off there <laughs> right <laughs> yeah it's been a quite a good episode yeah, i enjoyed that <laughs> i feel like a nice we've we literally got up at 8am and it's now half 10 <laughs> Don't you have a thing at 10.45? Yeah, I've got a brunch at 10.45 and it's half past 10. <laughs> I'm literally sat here in my block and I'm like, But thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Yeah. Um, if you liked it, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Because... Yeah. Why not? Apparently that helps, like, boost our thingy, like, yeah. on the page. 
Also, if you really loved it, share it on your socials. <laughs> oh, please do, please do. Yeah, take more risks. Go and do something that you have a little bit of fear about today. <laughs> make a tea, make it, baby. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.